0: How good is this defense? Where would you rank it among other NFL defenses now that they added Leonard Williams? I feel
1: like now with the addition of Leonard Williams, I think we can say this is a top five defense. Um, and competing with those guy those defenses that are higher than them right now, um, and it puts them on the map, you know. And like, like Sackley just said, you know, with the three straight losses, I think we're looking at a Seahawks, you know, winning that division, which is huge for them because last year they got, you know, they got tossed off the boat because of the whole like, last-minute winning type of thing with Green Bay losing and this and that and whatever. Because, I mean, who knows how far they would have went um, in the playoffs last year, you know? And now that with an addition of this guy and now that they have kind of like that cushion right now, I feel like they still need to keep pressure and uh, honestly just keep playing their game. I mean, you're adding a, a star, you know, D-lineman, but keep playing the game you've been playing because not only is it going to show – it's going to really prove that even though you're adding new pieces here and there before the deadline tomorrow, you're still going to be playing the football that we've we've seen you been playing, and it's only going to go up from there.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this offense for the Seattle Seahawks, who has been not amazing but consistent for them over the past uh, two seasons, do you think they're enough to truly make this team a Super Bowl contender or are they just play off-bound right now? Yeah,
2: you I mean, if they go back to they've had some injuries up front, A lot of injuries this year up front on the offensive line. Once they get those guys back, then Geno will be able to open up more like he was doing last year. I mean, tremendous stats last year. I'll break all the franchise records. Once they get that going, then Jigba's now healthy. He's starting to get going a little bit. I still would like to see more out of DK Metcalf, but then they have two solid running
0: backs. Once the line gets a little more healthier, they get a little more out of Geno. Yeah, I think this offense will be good enough. Do you think this is the last move the Seahawks team makes before the deadline?
2: I would think so. I mean... There's no real offensive lineman they can get, plus, their guys are going to come back. So, I think they're good to go. Mm-hmm. I think this is the last move they're going to make. And I think, you know, they feel that they're fully ready now.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of going over to the Giants side of things, do you feel like this is the last move they're going to make? I think they're going to trade someone
2: else. Yeah. I think someone's going to, that's not, I don't think it's going to be Saquon at this point. It would make sense, but I think someone else is going to go.
0: Mm hmm. Um, Speaking of Saquon, there was uh, reports that he was not going to get traded. Uh, They kind of came out and said that he was one of the only pieces that wasn't available, um, which I find hard to believe. I think that's them just trying to bump up his value on the market. But with Saquon, uh, Derrick Henry, there's rumors that there wasn't enough interest in him in the market um, or that the Titans were asking for too much out of him. Do you see any big-name running backs getting moved in this trade deadline, or is this a year where the whole offseason debacle with all the running back contracts, all the stuff that happened in the first couple of weeks, do you think running backs are just going to get ignored? I mean, if, if the Raiders get
2: smacked tonight, maybe Josh Jacobs. I mean, if they go 3-5, and five, I heard McDaniels is really on the hot seat, especially before that two-game win streak. Maybe him just because no one's going to run for any yards behind that offensive line. I think him, I mean, where we already saw Kim Akers get traded. Three four weeks so he's now starting to come on for the Vikings. Other than that, I really don't see anyone else. To be honest, I think Saquon would be the perfect guy to trade, but the Giants are the Giants. They would rather put him on the franchise tag than Daniel Jones. And, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the report about Saquon, this is from coming from Josina Anderson – uh his inquiries have still arisen on Giants running back Saquon Barkley, but said teams are being told he isn't going anywhere. Barkley is not only a core piece, but the clear face of the franchise. How Why long did you resign him? <laughs> How- that's kind of what my next question would be. How long is he the face of the franchise?
2: This is, in my opinion, this is his last season. With the Giants. Yeah. I, can- I don't see him taking another one-year deal, and I don't see the Giants. Giving him a multi-year contract extension after not giving him one last off season, mm-hmm. it just wouldn't make any sense. But I don't know, the Giants are the Giants. I think they really messed up last off season by giving Jones the big deal and franchising Saquon. If it was up to me, I would have give Saquon a two three year deal similar to what Jonathan Taylor got, and I would have put Jones on the franchise tag. That's mm-hmm. what I would have done.
0: Mm-hmm. Josh. Uh- In some world, in some universe somewhere, Saquon Barkley does get traded at this deadline. What do you think would be the ideal team for a Saquon Barkley?
1: Um, I think an ideal team would be, you know, a team who wants to really, like, push for that playoff spot and know that they're just missing that one person or that one piece to really, like, carry that team. And, I mean, it's really hard to say, like, who that is because, I mean, you got, like, the McCaffrey with the 49ers. You have, you know... Even though, like, you're using Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill's wide receivers, that doesn't stop them from using those running backs either, right? But there there are talks about Raheem Mostert getting out of Miami with this whole trade deadline coming up. So, if that's something that they did get rid of because uh, Devon Ach- Achain, right? E-chain, the one Achain, yeah. he's hurt right now. And Mostert's, he's not. He's having a phenomenal year. He's having a phenomenal year, but his productivity has been a little bit lower on the last two games. Like, it's been it's been on and off, and I feel like that would be – if that's something that's in the talks, like, in general, then if you wanted, like, a caliber running back, I think that's somewhere, you know, where we can actually see the Dolphins being Super Bowl contenders. I think that's something that if you added that to that type of offense and you have Jalen Ramsey back now on your defense helping you in that corner position – I think that's a suitable team for him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would say
2: either the Ravens or the Bills. Those are the only two teams that are there, but they could really actually use a running back. The Bills just signed Leonard Fournette today. I really don't know how much that's going to help at this point. I don't know why they just don't give James (laughs) the ball more (laughs) instead of 33-year-old Latavius Murray, but who
0: knows? Mm Um. Kind of going over to Derrick Henry, like I had said or mentioned earlier, there was a lot of reports coming out that there was very little interest in Derrick Henry going into this trade deadline, or if there was interest, it was asking too little of what the Titans were willing to take. Um, A team like the Ravens, who we've talked about have had connections with Derrick Henry and how a lot of the league is speculating they have connections going forward to try to get Derrick Henry. What would you give up if you were a team like the Baltimore Ravens to get a guy like Derrick Henry or Saquon Barkley? What is what is your trade back
2: Second-round pick. Second- or third-rounder. Preferably a third-rounder, but if I have to give up a second, I will.
0: Mm-hmm. Why do you think these teams, the Titans and the Giants, seem like they're unwilling to do that trade for a second- or third-rounder?
2: Titans, to me, seem that they still think that they could legitimately win their division or at least make the playoffs. Maybe with this newfound passing offense with <laughs> the Levis. As we saw, Derrick Henry actually averaged like 4.5 yards a carry yesterday. Maybe they can. Uh, with the Giants, it's like I think that that basically would be them admitting that they messed up. Mm-hmm. And they truly – they probably don't want to give up. Because if, if they trade him, they're basically tanking. Because he's the only player on that offense that's worth anything. So I feel it's more so like a message to the team like, hey, we don't want to destroy this team that just made the playoffs last year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's, that's the biggest thing is that they made that playoffs last year. Um, if they hadn't made the playoffs last year, it would be so much easier to blow up this team in, in everybody's eyes. Um, I think moving forward for them, their big thought is that the reason they're losing right now is because Daniel Jones is hurt, because other guys are hurt, because half the team is hurt. <clears throat> when in reality, they're just not that good of a team, and I don't think yeah. they want to accept that. I think their ceiling is a wild card team and chances of them getting that in the next few years with the way the NFC is going, it's starting to become the younger conference. Um, I think that they're going to have to compete a lot with a lot of these up-and-coming teams, the teams like the Falcons, teams like the Panthers, who should be good in the next two to three years if they can just develop their talent. Um, Same with Atlanta. You're getting teams that are going to be pushing more at your feet, and you have to be able to say, Either we buy now or we sell now. And right now, they're not choosing that. And I think it's going to get them screwed in the next two to three years because these younger teams are starting to be up and coming. We'll see what happens with that. Um, moving over to a little bit more of a superstar position in the NFL, we're looking at quarterbacks. Some of the trade deadline names uh, this past weekend didn't or have lost their trade deadline <laughs> status, most namely, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's.
2: It's a shame. He does not deserve that. He's a great guy. I mean, the way that team was playing, the three-game win streak, He, my opinion, if they continued that the rest of the season, he probably would have been the MVP because he's really carried this team this year. Now that they have the defense, I thought that they could legitimately win this division. But now, sadly, with him getting the Achilles, I mean, I don't really know what's going to happen next for him. He's going to be a free agent after this year, I would guess. Maybe if Purdy kind of bottoms out, Kyle Shanahan would want him. If I were the Vikings, I would want him because now that you have a defense, just beef up the O-line and get a running back, and that's a Super Bowl contender in my opinion. But, yeah, he's gone. I, I do like the idea of, one of you said earlier about trading Tannehill to the Vikings if they really still want to win this year. I do like that idea.
0: But other than that, I don't really think there's anyone
2: that could realistically get traded. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you kinda of mentioned you didn't really know where the trajectory of Kirk Cousins' career is gonna go after this. If you had to make an assumption, what do you think is happening this offseason for him?
2: I think the Vikings resign him. Unless if they like go four and thirteen they can get like a Drake May or maybe even a Caleb Williams. Other than that, I I don't see why they wouldn't
1: want to bring him back.
0: Mm-hmm. Josh, what do you, what do you think Kirk Cousins' future is?
1: I'm not sure because, I mean, it was, um, I forgot what week it is, what week it was, but he talked about how he wasn't leaving, you know, he was going to stay with the team the rest of the season and just, you know, work it out. And what happened to him was really unfortunate. You know, I saw it happen and they were, it was funny because they were downplaying it as an ankle injury, but you could just tell. But, um, I mean, his future is, I mean, I don't know, he just, he deserves to win. I mean, like the dude, the dude's really nice. He's a good quarterback. You know, and they, they've given him the talent with Justin uh, Jefferson and now Jordan Addison. And, I mean, it's just it's just really unfortunate timing with everything that's just lining up in front of him. And, I mean, right now I could see him probably leaving the Vikings after the season, you know, just rehabbing well enough to get picked up by another team, maybe to be a potential starter. As of where, I, in my opinion, I don't know. Because mm-hmm. right now it's... It's not so late or so so early, but it's just like being injury prone now just tosses up the cards in the air way too much. Mm -hmm. And that's been said about a lot of people who have had injuries and stuff like that. But, you know, it's just it's a toss up right now. It's really hard to say.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the the biggest thing is with a guy like Kirk cousins is he's too good for bad teams to want him Mm -hmm. and he's not good enough for wildcard teams to want him so the only teams that are going to want him are like a contender type team Mm -hmm. and there's very few contender type teams that are looking for a quarterback right now like exactly i mentioned before the 49ers could be an option but brock purdy looks like an mvp some weeks and then looks okay other weeks so it's kind of hard to give up on a guy like that when he has the potential to play like an mvp caliber player in certain weeks then you look at a team like the Vikings, who, when they're healthy, I think you're completely correct. I think they're they're a couple pieces away from being Super Bowl contenders. Yeah, Flores, despite not having a lot of talent, has that defense playing at a top-10 level. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if we look at it, Tennessee, like you said, still thinks they're contenders of some court, sort, uh, either in their division or wild-card contenders. They, they think they're, in their crazy minds, they think they're contenders. <laughs>
1: La-la land contenders. Come on, man.
0: A guy like Kirk Cousins... Solidifies those beliefs, I but feel. But then, like.
1: what are you going to do with Levis and
2: Willis? And...
0: <laughs> that, that's you giving up on yeah. them, which I, I don't really I'd think give they up ever. On Willis. I don't think they ever really believed in them in the first place. Is kind of my thing, though. That was,
2: I, I've always hated their quarterback situation. I mean, if Tannehill doesn't throw the three picks against the Bengals, they don't draft a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And they obviously, they picked Willis, who was the worst fit for their offense. and That was a total John Robinson pick favorite hates Malik <laughs> Willis. He hates him. It's bad. It's like Nick Bosa level hate. <laughs> That's and, horrible. And it's bad. Even when in preseason when he was working, he was making plays. He was like, "This is not going to work. You need to throw the ball now." Mm-hmm. He was like, it's, "He really hates him." Mm-hmm. And then uh, Levis, which I thought they were going to draft Levis with their eleventh overall pick, they got him at pick number thirty-three. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a steal, and then. Levis, I think he's worth giving at least a full year as a starter. He mm-hmm. has that much upside.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah,
2: Kirk, I don't know. I really don't know where Kirk's going to go unless if A Rod retires and then the Jets want him.
0: That's the that the Jets would be the other team. The other team that I was thinking, and he doesn't really fit with their offense. But the Atlanta Falcons are at that point where I think they're they're willing to start buying in, He would fit with that, because that's the Arthur Smith system. Mm-hmm, where it just hands the ball off. That but, and play action. Uh, I, think, I think they're... They could
2: probably do more with Kirk than they can with the guys they have now. Yeah. I, I my thing. Taylor is... Hennessy looked kind of good yesterday.
0: <laughs> but that's my thing. I think they, they're looking for more of a little bit agile quarterback. Yeah. You know, Desmond Ritter has run pretty well this season for when he's played. Taylor Heineke is a pretty athletic quarterback who we've seen run in the past. Um, you know, I think they're a team that, although Kirk Cousins would help them win games, that they're kind of in that level where I think they're still young enough where they'd rather give a young quarterback a chance if they don't feel like they're 100% here, there there yet. Um, and right now, I don't think they're 100% there yet. I think they feel the same way. So we'll see what happens with Kirk Cousins. What what big names are you guys expecting to move now that the train's starting to roll with Leonard Williams?
2: Uh, the, the commanders are going to move either one of much as Sweat or Chase Young. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep only one of those guys. They do not want to pay both of those guys. They already paid Sweat. They paid Duron Payne. They paid all of them. So they don't want to have to pay both. I believe they declined the option for Chase Young, right? Mm-hmm. So he's a free agent after this year. I, my guess is that they would trade Chase Young. That's what it seems more so to happen. Um uh, <clears throat> I would love the Bears to go out and get Chase Young. I think that'd be a great mm-hmm. idea.
0: I think uh, they should have done that in the offseason. I yeah. thought I thought for sure that was something that was going to uh, happen. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, yeah. What What would you give up for a guy like Chase Young for the Chicago Bears? Second-round pick. Do I'd you, give it up. Do you think that's something Washington's willing to take for him?
2: I think since, since it's the Bears, it's going to be a high second-round pick, so I think mm-hmm. they will.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, if... If you were Chase Young, would you re-sign with whatever team trades for you, knowing that the team that probably trades for you is going to be a younger team looking for some kind of extra push to get them over the hump? Or are you planning on getting traded, sign with a different team right away? What would be your ideal team it's if probably you were Chase
2: Young? A f- team like the Bears or a team like, um, what if, I'm fl- there's no rumors to this happening, but what if like, the Lions went out and got them? They have a plethora of picks after the Hawkinson trade. What if they said, you know what, screw it. Why not? Get them back in the Midwest. You get Chase Young. You have Aiden Hutchinson.
1: Oh, my God. With
2: Aleem McNeil in the middle. And you got Kaminsky and, you know, James Houston's of the world, the Josh Pascals of the world, and say, you know what, well, we're going to go all in this year. The Vikings are done. The Packers are done. The Bears are done. Let's win this. Let's get revenge for the last twenty five mm-hmm. years and just win this division by a country mile. Why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, the the only question marks about the Lions' defense are that secondary at times. You have that; those two coming off the edge. That you don't even have to worry. Just just know where you're going. and No mental mistakes, <laughs> and you're fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, where where would you go if you were Chase Young in the offseason? You know what? What would be your ideal destination?
1: I mean, if I'm Chase Young and it's the off season, I want to go to a contender. Uh, I mean, why not? You know, the the guy's talented. He's uber talented. The guy knows what he's worth, and I mean, why not try and go for like a you know, a Philly, a Kansas, or a Dolphins, a Ravens, a Cincinnati. Yeah, uh, those guys aren't gonna have the money to pay him. No, man. yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like you know, if it was like you know something that was available, why not a contender? But I mean, in all reality, why I would I would choose the bears. We have we have the money. We have the money. Mm-hmm. Why not? We'll give him a nice amount of it because we still have a ton of it, you know. And you know we're we signed a lot of people to one year deals, so that means we're not most likely bringing them back, you know. so we'll we'll for sure have the capital not that he wants, but enough to actually get him here. And then go and get other people to help him, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that's, I think right now that's the biggest selling point. That if like, if him himself right now is hearing that, oh, you know, the Bears are this and that, whatever, and all that. But it's just like, well, am I'm just gonna, am I gonna have all this weight on me? Like, am I gonna get anyone else to help me? Like, what, what is? Because I think right now that's what it's coming down to with a lot of these trades. Like, that's why Leonard Williams was like, all right, cool, I'll go to Seahawks. I got all this help around me. It's going to make my job easier, and it's going to make the team happy, you know. I think that's what it is right now, because I think that's why people are shooting down these um, chase trades and all this with the Bears and all that. But, like, you know, if you got – if we go and get Chase Young, you know, and then we re-sign Yannick Ngakwe, I think that's, like – that would be appealing to him, you know, because you don't want to go there and just have to take on all of this, like, you know – this weight to carry and just be like, oh, God, I'm just, like, smothered here, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that would be – there needs to be something appealing than just, hey, you're playing for, like, one of the oldest franchises. There you go. Here's your 99 jersey. Like, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, one of Washington's biggest issues this season has been finding corners who can play consistently. If you were the Chicago Bears, how would you feel about a Jalen Johnson for Chase Young trade?
2: I would do it just because Jalen Johnson misses four games every year. Mm-hmm. Like He's great. He doesn't turn the ball over. And he doesn't consistently stay healthy. So am I really going to pay a guy that much when I have oodles of money and I
1: can go get better players?
0: Do you think that's a trade Washington would agree to? Yeah.
1: I think it would help them a lot because that, that game the Bears played them on Thursday night, they had to switch out their corner to try and help defend D.J. Moore. I mean, yeah. why – Obviously how you said he has his issues with not being able to defend this and that and whatever, right? But it still gives you a guy who'll probably perform way better than the two guys you're having to go back and forth with on the field. Mm-hmm. So I mean I mean if I'm if I'm Washington, that's that seems like an appealing trade cuz everything now these days has to be appealing. It can't just be business. Like that's just what it's coming down to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that Teams aren't offering right now. I think a lot of the time it's just been picks. You know, players don't get thrown in trades a lot. Yeah. Um, we we saw Terrell Edmonds get tossed into the the Kevin Byer trade, but that wasn't that was more of an add on versus the actual like apple of the trade. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: um I think this would be this would be a good eye catcher, like you were saying, to a team like Washington, who's in that that borderline. They're fighting for a wild card spot in the toughest division in in football. Yeah. Besides the Giants, that that. Eagles Cowboys are blocks for playoffs for a lot of people. Washington's fighting to stay relevant in that division. I think a guy like Jalen Johnson helps push them over, especially when you have such a surplus of defensive linemen like the Washington Commanders do. Flipping a guy like Chase Young, who doesn't seem overly happy a lot of times, he's also not a very emotional guy, but he doesn't ov- overly seem happy. Mm-hmm. You know, he he can't stay on the field. You want to talk about injury issues? Chase Young has injury issues. Yeah, um, I think, but. Both teams would look at that and say, Washington would say, That's a guy that helps us stay consistent at a position that we need to stay consistent at when everybody else is playing consistent. And the Bears look at that and say, That's a defensive building block that yeah. we can restart this defense with. Yeah. So I think that would be a great trade for both sides. I would love to see that happen. Again, like you said, that's a fun trade. Yeah. Just for, not even for the teams, for the fans.
1: And I mean, you know? yeah. And it, it just makes sense, too, because there are talks about Jalen Johnson being looked at by several teams. And mm-hmm. the same thing with Darno Mooney. So, I mean, it's just like, you know why not take the shot
0: for sure? Let's go in depth about the Chicago Bears a little bit. Whew. Are there any other trade candidates you could see going into this deadline? Um, uh, I mean we really don't have anyone that's worth that much <laughs>
1: at this point because we <laughs> we have a linebacker core right now that we can't Barely. get out of. <laughs> like yeah. we we have we have them we're set not... already, so it's just like we're stuck with it. Yeah. No one's taking them that cap money on them. Yeah. Cause it's it's way too much for teams to eat anyway. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, like, I don't if even. mean means getting Valus out of here. Yeah, I'll, I'll send him <laughs> out. Just give me a,
2: a fact machine. <laughs> Not
0: even, dude. <laughs> buy, buy me a, a cheesesteak or a, something. G- give me a
2: half-eaten McDouble <laughs> from a homeless man in Florida.
0: <laughs> well, I'm sure that I'm sure the Dolphins would get him and then just turn him into a stud or something. Oh, so. without a
2: doubt. Without a doubt. Um, I'd trade in Gakwe. Mm-hmm. He's not worth it. He didn't anything this year,
0: and he's always a guy that he's. This is his time of year; just get traded. And
2: it's about time. He's like, "Yep, I'm telling his landlord, hey, yep, this is the last month of rent. Sorry, pal. Yep,
0: I'm <laughs> I moving to Pittsburgh.' So, yeah. Um, looking uh, looking at the way this team played Sunday night, that was rough. Um, do you feel that you have more faith in a guy like Justin Fields? moving forward is this Tyson Bagent was out a one game kind of everybody overhyping it because it was something different. Do you see Justin Fields still on this team now that they're we kind of know who they are? I feel so bad for Justin Fields cuz like you can tell like getsy like
2: really does not like working with him. And the when that he got his Tyson Bagent, <laughs> like really throw the ball. You can just tell that he likes working with Bagent so much more. Like he that gets, he wants to run his scheme. If you if you don't fit, then we're just gonna be a bad offense. Instead of hey, I'm gonna change it a little bit and we're gonna put up a bunch of points. He can only do that for two weeks in a row. I mean, he can't do that for two weeks in a row. Like he did that for Fields against Washington, and then the next week it was like well, we're gonna do seven step drops against the most blitz heavy defense in the <laughs> league. And then he did it well last week. Okay, we're gonna smack Max Crosby, make sure no one, no one touches him. Quick passes. And uh, then this week it was. We're not going to throw the ball at DJ Moore. We're not going to effectively run it. And we're going to do wacky reverses and stuff like that.
0: Mm-hmm. So, uh, From Just Another Year Chicago, which is a uh, Chicago Bears uh, news uh, source, they posted off of what you were saying, Luke Getsy not getting targets, guys. DJ Moore had six targets, four receptions for 55 yards. Darnell Mooney had four targets, one reception for 41 yards that first play of the game. when the, Which the- he wasn't down if you want to give Tyson Bajan some credit, that should have been a touchdown.
2: Uh-huh. For sure. Bayless Jones dropped a touchdown <laughs> and fell, which I will talk about him later. <laughs> and then uh, Cole Komet had that weird, really his forward progress wasn't stopped. Which that would have been a touchdown. So, really, he could have had three touchdowns.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're looking at Tyler Scott, our rookie receiver that has a lot of upside. He gets three targets. He's another guy that hasn't really been put into the offense yet. What? Why is Getze refusing to... Use the offense the way it should be used because we've seen it work when he does use it right. What? Well, why does he choose to keep playing the small ball? Refuse to get first downs. What? What is what is Luke Etsy doing? Why? Why is he doing this?
2: I have no clue at this point. Maybe he just thinks that's what we need to do because of the old line, but the old line didn't play that bad. Uh, I mean, I just I, I really don't know. I think he just he just it's kind of like Nagy where it's like we gotta do it my way. I just, she was like, I feel, I just trust my weight more. I don't know. I mean, you got to get the ball to a guy like DJ Moore any way you can. Do those little weird out routes that are working against Washington every time. Anything. Do, do a wide receiver screen to him. We'll they, do it to
0: anyone else well except that, him. The problem is is that they do only do it to him, and the team sniff it out. They run the screens 24-7. They run only short yard, yardage passes. Look at that first play of the game on Sunday night. Like you said like the stats say. It was a 41-yard pass. 41, yeah. In the air, too. Darnell Moody's yeah, reached out for it. That was
2: all in the air. Yeah, Majin can throw. Why Eagles are we not throw. throwing
0: the ball? Why? Whenever we throw it downfield, we are successful. I don't know why. You know, Cole Komet, yeah, he has 10 catches this game, but it's for 79 yards. So he's getting checkdowns, is yeah. what that means. He's getting little short short routes. Why, why can we not utilize our offense the way it should be used? This team should not be as bad as they are. In no sense of the word they should be this bad.
1: No.
0: You know, Kari Blossomgame had four targets, too. He had the same amount of targets as Darnell Mooney, our number two receiver who was a Pro Bowler three years ago. Yeah. Why Why, why can't, beyond Luke Getze, why can't the front office see this and go, wow, we need to make a change? Why can't Matt Ibraflus be like, all right, you're done?
2: Because it's McCaskey running this show. At this point, either that, Ibraflus is... At this point, I feel Iberflus is not gonna make a change no matter what, because he already lost his defensive coordinator. So he doesn't wanna have anyone else, even remotely another coordinator gone. Because he, he then he'd probably have to take a little bit on the offense. Just to like be a little bit, tad bit more involved, like sit on a couple meetings. That and then I just don't understand getzi They have great game plan, terrible game plan. Great game plan, terrible game plan. Like, I just, is it, can we only get one week of, like, intelligence and then the rest is just, like, you know, I don't know. Like, it's just dumbfounding at this point. Iberfusa, I think, is just kind of, like, shell shock and he knows that he's going to get fired in 10 weeks. So he just is like, I'm going to focus on my defense. Kind of like McDonald. I'm going to focus on my defense and whatever happens in the air, that happens. But I'm just going to spend my time on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And then he realized, I... And I don't understand his defense because we draft all these physical press man, athletic corners and safeties, and all we play is soft zone. And then Poles doesn't address the D-line at all. He drafts two projects, which at this point I think they're the new Eagle Ferguson and Will Sutton, mm-hmm. two guys we draft round two, round three, that played two, three years and then are out of the league, just like Will Sutton and Eagle Ferguson because <laughs> they haven't showed me anything. Right, They've a couple pass rushing reps against the Commanders. Gervon hasn't showed me anything. Pickens is a project. I think Ningakwe is gone. Demarcus Walker, don't even know why we paid him.
0: Our best defense lineman is Justin Jones, who we talked garbage about the whole first couple He's weeks of the season. He's not even good. He's like- not even
2: doing well. I mean, then we're playing Khalid Kareem, like, 70 snaps. I was like, who is that? I, I mean, know. He- I-, I was so confused, too. I'm like, I don't even know who that guy is. I was is. like, I... Just- I- I remembered his name because he was, like, a practice squatter. Okay, he played in the fourth quarter of preseason games. I was like, okay, maybe he might be, like, active or something. And then, like, I see him on, like, the second play of the game. I was like, what? Which, I was like, did, did we feel that bad about Dominic Robinson that I don't even think he played a snap in this game? That he was our young stud that's going to be a monster in two
1: years or whatever? That
0: we cut our other young stud and Travis Gibson for because we thought he was going to end up being the higher upside guy? That one was. That was I mean, that Marcus hurt.
1: Walker, we paid
2: twenty one million, hasn't done anything. Billings okay, he goes hard in the run game. I appreciate it, but that's about it. All you're gonna get from him. I like Tyreek Stevenson. It's just for whatever odd reason, I've never seen anything like this. It's just if you he won't allow like a big play, but if you want like an eight yard route against him, it's like a hundred percent completion mm-hmm. percentage. That's why he gets so many tackles. It's eight yards a pop thrown at him. It's like a run play basically.
0: Well, and then. When they're not throwing short routes at him, they're throwing short routes at TJ Edwards, who is this game. And people want me uh, – shout out JP. He wants me to cool off on TJ Edwards. TJ Edwards is the worst coverage linebacker I have ever seen with my own two eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It is atrocious watching him try to cover anybody on that field. You want to talk about guys getting tackles because they can't cover, that's a guy who gets tackles because he can't cover. It's so awful. And – I just don't understand how we can continue trotting him out there. I know we paid him the money, but it's it's the same thing with Velas Jones. You have to you have to bite bite the bullet somewhere.
2: You gotta admit that you're wrong. Exactly. And I've never seen a worse special teams player than Velas Jones. And we drafted him to be our number two wide receiver. Velas Jones has now made forced me to create a new segment. <laughs> As everybody knows, I often relegate teams for their foolishness and their. St- being bad, being a dumpster fire, I'll occasionally do it for a player. I did it to Bayless last year. I let him out. I gave him one more chance in the preseason. He muffed the punts. He did something earlier in the year that made me angry. In this game, he hits the punt returner.
0: I don't know why he decided to do that. He just hit him for no reason. Right, right when I saw somebody touch the punt returner, I was like, it's Vaylis Jones, isn't it? I knew don't, it. No knew one it.
2: even pushed him. He just ran into him. Don't know why. Can't be explained. And then we put him in on offense. He actually runs it. He uses his four two speed that we've been talking about for two years. Tyson throws a missile. Beautiful. I can see why they hate Fields. It's gonna be it's gonna be a touchdown, seventeen seven. Here we go. It's gonna be wonderful. And then I don't know, the imaginary ghost, I know it's Halloween. The imaginary ghost just heel taps him. Turf monster.
0: Turf monster. Sam Darnold started this week. The ghosts were back. The you ghosts know, were, were back. Were the ghosts form. were back. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, no, I'm not going to say that.
2: <laughs> he falls for no reason. Nobody around him. And then he still has an opportunity to catch the ball. And a good opportunity. It really wasn't that hard to catch. And it basically just hits him in the face in the ball. <laughs> so now he is now under relegation, which I'm now going to call execution. <laughs> Because he fails to execute, so he's gonna get executed.
1: Yes. So
2: that's where he is now. I had to get that out of my system. I tweet. I made. I sent out a tweet last night about Bayless. It was pretty short
1: and sweet. I'm sorry, audience. I just need to get that out of my system. And today he tweeted. He said, "I know who I am," with like the smiley face with the sunglasses. And when I saw that, I'm like, "Oh my God!" Zach is about to have a field day with this guy.
0: He knows he's a fry cook. <laughs> I'm glad he's, uh, glad he's discovered he's gonna have his He's going to go play in
1: that Japanese league
2: at this point. <laughs> go play for the Samurai Rise, where Devin Gardner played.
0: What? I didn't you know this. <laughs> Devin what? Gardner
2: was the starting quarterback for Michigan. He not, played for the Sagimura Rise. How do you know the team? <laughs> so I was like, they play in Japan? He was like the first like American to go over there. Uh, I don't know. He probably wasn't
0: treated well. I don't know. <laughs> my God. Um... Let's hop right into our tier list. I have one question about the Chicago Bears. Are they the worst team in the league on this tier list?
2: They're at points, yes. There's some yeah. games where they have. But, I don't know, the Panthers are still terrible. The Cardinals are now – I feel like every year the number one overall team um, in terms of, like, draft pick, it's always a team that starts out kind of nice. You know, they beat the Cowboys. They really could have won our two games if they had Kyler Murray. Now they're the worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I saw some foolishness in that game. I wasn't going to – it was nuts, um, and they, they just they have no like name players really nobody, mm-hmm. other than like Hollywood Brown and mm-hmm. like Rondale. And they got James Conner who's like on IR, and it's just like their defense is just like who, like or like that guy is still in the league. Or like oh I remember watching him in college. He got like kicked off his team the next week. He got up in the league. That's what it is. That
0: mm-hmm. and my boy Dennis Gardick. <laughs> um, in the in this first category we have this is number one pick contention. We have the Chicago Bears. We have the Arizona Cardinals. Um, talking a little bit more about the Arizona Cardinals, a little bit before the show, they announced that they're benching Josh Dobbs and starting Clayton Toon uh, this upcoming week before Kyler Murray is expected to come back between week 9 and 11, I think, is what the time frame is. Um, I feel so bad for Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> <laughs> they're there's Steve
2: Wilkesing him. That's what they're doing. He, that's why Gannon was like, yeah, he's fully healthy, but we're not going to play him. Alluding that the front office is making the decision, and he, he's just going to be a
0: one. I feel bad for that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, they probably should have started Toon a while ago. I mean, I was going to say, do you, Do you like Tune? Do you feel like he should have got an opportunity? He was offense? very
2: experienced in college, and we've seen as of late that very experienced guys in college have do well to start their careers, like a Purdy, uh, guys like that, uh, a Mac Jones. He was kind of the, uh, sorry, Davis Mills. He was kind of like the best rookie quarterback in 2021, weirdly enough. Uh, I think he'll be okay. You know, he'll be a little, he won't have the running ability as Dobbs, but he'll have more of a passing presence.
0: Hmm. Um, Josh, do you think Kyler Murray is going to come back as the same player he was? Do you think he makes this team any better this season? And if not, he comes back, doesn't play well. What is the next move for this team going into the offseason?
1: You know, it's it's hard to say because, you know, he hasn't played a football game in X amount of, like, time, right? And, you know, you can't really... If you're the front office, you cannot bank on him coming back and, you know, basically running all around the field like he was before and making these marvelous plays. I just don't think you can expect that, especially if you've been keeping him out for so long, right? And... Um, you can't expect him to just come in and kind of just like mesh completely, because you know it's like it's like with with me and Zachley, like getting we were so accustomed to like and you like we were so accustomed to playing offensive line, and then we just get thrown over, and then you're like, all right, let's go. You should know defensive line. This is simple, you know. Yeah, that was adventure. Yeah, so like I think. There's a lot of expectation from the front office. Not even like the head coach, his teammates, whatever, right? I feel like this front office would be like, you, you're you either ready or you're gone. And I feel like that's where they're at right now. Because if they see that they finally put him in week 11, right? Starting quarterback. He's back. Oh, my God. You know, this and that. But he underperforms. The front office, they're booting him. They're booting him. Because if they lose that game with him starting, they're going to be like, well, what happened? Like, you held him out for almost the whole season what what are you talking about you didn't give them time to get comfortable within the a new system with a new head coach you know and they should be looking at themselves in the mirror and blaming themselves for that but they're not going to obviously Mm -hmm. they're going to blame kyler and they're going to blame the head coach and everything uh, anything else they can blame they're going to blame you know but you know kyler murray coming back do i see an upside maybe Do I see them getting more wins? No, Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't see him coming back, affecting their record in a positive way, only in a negative way.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm in a little bit of a disagreement with with you on this, where I feel like the Cardinals front office is really hoping Kyler doesn't play well. I think they're kind of more in the mindset that they're willing to start this rebuild. Right away, I mean, they have, like psychically mentioned, they have nobody else on that roster of a household yeah. name. Nobody else. But First of all, I just want to shout out that they are uh, eighth in the NFL with 24 sacks, and their pass rushers are making a combined $12.9 million. so shout out to them with I no mean, household names. They're
2: in, they're in every game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they have a terrible record, but, like, they're not a bad team. Like, mm-hmm. every game is a one-score game. Mm-hmm. Like, we got to give him some credit. Gannon's got them boys ready to play. Mm -hmm. I really don't think he should be a one and done coach
0: because he's done a very good job. And that's kind of to my point. I think they'd rather, they have faith in Jonathan Gannon. I think as an organization, they have faith in a guy like that. And I think when you have a faith in a guy like that, you want to give that guy the reins. And when you want to give that guy the reins, you want to give him his own quarterback. And Kyler Murray isn't his quarterback. I don't have, I have this feeling that if he plays well, yeah, they'll give him a shot again. But if he's playing bad, I think they're, they're, Kind of to what your point was, they're willing to get rid of him. But I don't think it's really for the point that he's bad. I think it's for the point that they're willing to start over then. And they're willing to give Kyler Murray a chance somewhere outside of Arizona to show that he can be an an MVP quarterback when he's at his best. Because he has been. There was points in the past couple of seasons where, especially the first half of the season, I don't know what happens in the second half of the season to Except Kyler Kingsbury. Murray. But, <laughs> but first half of the season, Kyler Murray is... One delightful. of the f- most fun players to watch in the entire league. By far. He is a top three player to watch. He's that entertaining. So there's so much upside with a guy like Kyle Murray. And if you're not going to be good, you don't want to keep a guy like that on your team. Especially with the recent injury concerns, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. So that's another big, you know, add on to that is if he's not going to play well, give him that opportunity somewhere else. It's not really if you're not going to play well. We're, we're willing to just get rid of you because we don't like that you're not playing well. It's more you're not going to play well. Well, we don't think this is the spot where you're going to mature. We mm-hmm. we're willing to give you another chance outside of Arizona. Yeah. I think that's where more of that change is going to come from versus we don't we don't want to deal with you guys, you know. It's yeah. I think they do care. I think it's just it's a very interesting situation in Arizona right now. Yeah. Um kind of with that if Kyler Murray comes back, Sackley, or when Kyler Murray comes back, and they do start winning games, what is the trajectory of this team then?
2: To yes, I think that would be the best thing to happen to them, really. Because they can go ahead and start with the new quarterback, get restarted, you got to train him again. I mean, Kyler went healthy. He's a Pro Bowl level top 10, top 15 quarterback. I
0: think, again, at his best, he's a top five quarterback. I
2: think team. this team needs to win some games this year. Like, I feel they have to go get another coach – I think they actually found a good one again Gannon. the Cardinals haven't been very good at hiring coaches over the years. I think they actually found one. I think they, if they could win a couple few more games you know end the season like you know last four games are like two and two or three and one I think that'd be great for them because that's like okay they they're kind of they want to win I mean'll be got some free agents maybe resign a couple guys some younger guys you know step up like your Trey Mcbride had a good
0: game this week but um I think that's that'd be the best move for him mm-hmm Uh, My last question about the Arizona Cardinals. Josh Dobbs' era is over in Arizona. Did you think he played well enough to earn himself either a starting job or a consistent backup job in the league now? He's a backup. He's not a
1: starter. A a consistent backup. But he proved that, you know, even for not like a last-minute starter, but like a starter that they really didn't, like, believe in all that much, Mm -hmm. he proved himself. I mean, he played good football. And that I think that's what is really going to give him that consistent backup job. You know, like he played really good football, and people are just avoiding it. You know, because it's the Arizona Cardinals. They're probably the, they're the worst team in the league. But you know, it's he. It was really it was a good performance by him. You know, taking that leadership role and stepping up to the plate. Mm-hmm. For
0: sure. Let's move on to one of our three last teams in the number one pick contention. We have the Carolina Panthers. We mentioned them a little bit earlier. Does this team, where are they in their rebuild to you guys? I think this is their first year. I didn't.
2: I don't think they anticipated being this bad, but it's the first year of the rookie quarterback and new head coach. It's never really going to result in a playoff berth. But I think they'll turn around. They'll start winning some more games. They need to get more out of their run game like they were doing last year. I don't know what happened from last year to this year. They brought back the same players plus Miles Sanders. I don't know. What, like Their run game almost carried them to the playoffs last year with Deontay Foreman. Now they got you know Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, Blackshear. They have solid running backs, mm-hmm. and they can't run it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But the defense will always be scrappy. I think they'll win a few more games. I mean, they play in the the NFC South, so they're so they're not out of the playoff race. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the winner of this division ends up being like seven and ten or eight and nine. I <laughs> That's can see how that. it's looking right now. I can see that happening. Less if the less of uh, Taylor Hennessy just leads the Falcons to the the promised land. Which,
0: I mean, I believe it if it happens. The Bucks,
2: the Bucks are fading quickly. They might trade some guy. Who knows? If they were like two and five instead of three and four, I think they probably would have trade, traded some guys. Saints, if if the Saints offense can do what they did last week, every week, they would win this division by a mile. Mm-hmm. But it's just a question of whether or not they can repeat that.
0: Mm-hmm. Josh, how do you feel about Bryce Young so far?
1: I mean it wasn't a terrible day for him, but I mean you you gotta you gotta beef him up. He's he's too small. No no quarterback like that is gonna performed well enough to you know stay healthy or keep his team consistently winning because what held him back is that he's really small he's like on and off injuries with like smaller things nothing like mm-hmm. dramatic but like you can tell that since he doesn't have the size he doesn't really have the confidence to stay still he's always he's always on the move he's got to move you know and that's kind of the situation Kyler Murray was in he's not that tall but he was a bigger guy but like he can move and all he did was have to move. Like he the pocket would always break quicker than anything last season for Kyler Murray and that's what kind of like put him in a whirlwind. So th- I mean, he's a good quarterback. You know, yeah. you can with like we talked about it in the beginning, Frank Reich, the QB whisperer, you know, like but I mean, you just got to get him a little bit bigger and get you know, have him build up that confidence to really like stay still and you know, just let it rip cuz the kid's got an arm. He's got he's got the QB things that you want. And I think they just have to hone in those things and get him healthy and the guy can help lead this team. You know, they could be, you know, that crazy wild card that you won't see coming at all, you know? But it, it also goes with the defense. The defense is, you know, it's scrappy as Sackley said, you know. Yeah, he's like a Tua. Tua, you know, his first year
2: or two and they had no line, no only one receiver and not a good play calling. Yeah, he wasn't very good. But then you give him weapons. You, he's a guy that needs to have stuff around him. If he has stuff around him, he'll be fantastic. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't, he'll be what he is now. But if you give him what he needs, he's going to deliver. Mm-hmm. You beef up the O line a little bit. Get him a real receiver. Uh, find a way to run the ball. He'll be very good. He's very good. He just needs it around him due to his lack of size. You know, lack of physicality. He's not like a you know a Josh Allen that can go just makes crazy stuff happen mm-hmm. and run the ball and. You know, truck guys. He's not going to do that. He needs to have, you know, they've been very bad around him, quite frankly. He needs to have, you know, weapons and protection. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I think he's what I would call a chef quarterback. You know, like you said, Tua, they're guys who can take the ingredients and make something out of it. But if you don't give them the ingredients, they can't cook anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and they need the instructions. That was hard. Exactly. No, that they they have the instructions. That's the thing. They have yeah. the instructions. They know how to make that stuff work. They're skilled enough, and they have good football IQs that allow them to. If they have those weapons, it allows them to excel at making those guys stand out with those skill sets. But if he doesn't have the tomatoes, he doesn't have the onions. You can't make something taste good. You can't make something taste flavorful. It's going to be boring.
1: Nah, that was it.
0: And that's how it looks right now. And if you look at his stats, he's having a good season. Yeah, yeah, it's not really bad. He's having a – like, I would put him in my top five rookie of the year right now. You know? Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people do see him as that at this moment. He's the
2: second-best rookie quarterback.
0: By far. Yeah. I mean, you know, Will Levis might – turn up and take that spot and there's a lot of rookies getting opportunities this season at the quarterback position oh yeah definitely
2: Tyson Bajant.
0: Tyson Bajan you got Clayton Toon about to possibly get his first start if Kyle Murray is not playing you know you have um just guys that are getting opportunities Aiden O'Connell in Las Vegas you know and I think he's taking advantage of being thrown into the fire right away and I, he deserves a lot of credit for that. I think he's handled what he's gotten so far with a lot of grace. I think people have talked down on him a lot throughout the preseason, throughout this first couple of weeks of the season. I think he's a guy who deserves a lot more credit than he's getting. And, you know, it may not be overall the greatest season, but to your guys' points, he needs just more around him. And once he gets more around him, you could see a Tua like, jump. Tua looks like he's going to be top three in MVP this season probably if he keeps yep. playing the way he is. Hey, and I,
2: the next two games, are Colts and Bears. They could win both those games.
0: And he's probably going to get seven touchdowns each of those games. Yeah, so. especially
2: against the Bears. <laughs> exactly. And, I mean, they win those two games. They're they're in the thick of it in that division. Mm-hmm. They may be in first place. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, a couple teams have four wins. But they could, you know, four or five weeks from now, they beat Tampa and New Orleans. They're leading their division. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think all of that shows the type of leader and the type of player that Bryce Young can be. And I'm really excited to see the future for this team because I think, to Sackley's point, they're in that first year of that rebuild. You know, they there's stuff there that a lot of teams in the first year of their rebuild don't have. Yeah. And it's looking pretty good for a team like the Carolina Panthers. Let's hop on over to one of our other last two teams, the New York Giants. I, I think we can talk about the Giants and the Patriots in the same same sense Yeah. Why are these teams so
2: disappointing this season? The offensive line, where it all starts. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Giants—they went on and invested it, and they've all either played terrible or gotten hurt. Evan Neal is—he's gonna be playing in China. He's—he's uh, gonna be flipping burgers. schmidt Schmitz has been hurt, and Thomas has been hurt, and the Bredneson is like doesn't want to play football. I don't know what happened to him in the off season. I don't know. He's scared to play football. Then, you know, Saquon did miss some games. They didn't address their wide receiver position. They drafted Jalen Hyatt. That's it. And they don't only, they even only put him on the field. So I don't know what they're doing there. I really don't. The only good news is that their front seven has been pretty solid. Kevon Thibodeau is the guy. I mean, nine tackles this game, three sacks, three TFLs. He's the, that guy. he has been very good. A'shaun Robinson, the Dexter Lawrences of the world, very good. They still have a defense. Their defense has not been the issue. It's just their offensive line is so bad that they can't do anything on offense. And it's like, it's, if you're looking at the court, I mean, Terry Taylor is still in the hospital. Dingo Jones is walking around like this. So, it's that bad. I mean, I, I, I didn't know that those talented guys could be that bad. If they, just, they, they, they basically need to go out and get four new offensive linemen this offseason. They do that. Literally, that's all they need. Mm -hmm. That and another receiver.
0: And I I think we see a lot of parallels with that with the New England Patriots, too. Mm -hmm. They still have a very solid defense, a defense that plays hard out there. Occasional games where they don't look the best. I don't think they're as good as the Giants' defense is. I think the Giants' defense, if the offense is playing at the top of their game, the Giants' defense is a top-five defense in the league, especially when they have Leonard Williams. Um I think the Patriots still have a lot of talent on their defense, though. But then you look at their offense, and they just are abysmal. Devoid of talent. Well, especially now that Kendrick Bourne's about to miss the rest of the season. He was having yeah, was a breakout season.
1: I was going to say, the, in- the injuries is what's killing the Patriots, too. Mm-hmm. Like that's It's unbelievable how bad like it is for them. Mm-hmm. And then Mac Jones is like underperforming way below the bar. It's not even his fault, really. They got Vidarian low at left tackle.
2: Colt Strange has been hurt. They have no offense. They had no weapons. They just have no talent. Bill Belichick, the GM, should be—he he might be in—he's in relegation.
0: Well, I think he can't be fired because he just got a new yeah, contract. I, but. I, <laughs> that
2: that massage parlor in Boston must be having overtime with Kraft being in there watching this team play like this.
0: <laughs> That's a good. Um, both of these teams, we we mentioned their quarterback play so far. What is the next step at both of those? Both these teams are in kind of quarterback limbo at the moment. You know, Daniel Jones didn't play well before he got hurt. Then he gets hurt. Mac Jones hasn't really lived completely up to expectations so far. He's had a couple games where he looks, he looks all him. right.
2: They're going to trade him. He's going to go to someone. He's going to play well. That's what's going to happen. They, usually they, works. Hate, they hate Mac Jones. I don't know what it is, but they do not like him. Who's their backup? Their backup is Bailey Zappi, even though they cut him every other week and then sign him right back. (laughs) And then they gave Cunningham a three-year deal, then they cut him four days later. Which I I
0: think was one of the dumbest decisions.
2: I don't don't know what they're doing. (laughs) They just need a full overhaul on their offense. Mm -hmm. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott's been their best offensive player other than um, Kendrick Bourne. Zeke is washed. So... I don't know.
0: If you, were the, if you were Bill Belichick, what would be your first step in a rebuild for this team?
2: I say I relinquish the GM roles, and I just become coach. I mean, his last four years have been abysmal. I mean, 7-9, worst offense in the league 2020. Smacked, absolutely obliterated in the first round 2021. Missed the playoffs, abysmal team last year. Just played terrible same thing this year so i'm like okay I'm, he's a little bit on the hot seat at this point and i'm just gonna be coach and i'm gonna coach who i got that's what i'm doing mm-hmm.
0: um, kind of looking at you know going into the off season here who is a guy that you think could take hold of this patriots front office take up that gm role what what what's somebody who can change this team around Well, it's not Ryan Poles, because he's going to be a free I was just agent. about to say that,
2: too. I was uh, like, it's Poles, baby. Personally, I would go get the Lions. <coughs> assist. I mean, that's this is the best two, three years of Lions I've ever had in terms of drafting free agents, everything. I'd go get, you know, he's learned another under Bob Quinn. Not, Brad Holmes, sorry, mm-hmm. not Bob Quinn. I would go get him. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do personally. I don't quite remember his name at a certain point in time, but that's who I'm getting. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the best this organization has drafted since the 50s. Mm-hmm. And, and not only are they drafting well, they're developing that talent yeah. well, too. Yeah, Aiden
2: Hutchinson, they've developed him. They've developed, you know, Amon Ra, all these young guys. James Houston's of the world, Lee McNeils. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've done a very good job.
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely a team that people should be taking notes from when looking at rebuilds recently. Yeah, yeah. You know, I... If the lines somehow fall apart in the second half of the season, I would still look at them as a success this year. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You know, the way they've taken a hold of the league this first half of the season, you know, shows so much promise for that future. And I think they already deserve their roses before the second half of the season ends. Um, let's take a quick break here. When we come back, we'll go through our next five tiers. But before then, we got a couple ads and a couple songs for you guys. Blue Jay Boys show. Welcome back, folks. If you missed the first half of the Blue Jay Boys show, we went over the Chicago Bears, uh, the trade deadline, and our first layer of our NFL tier bracket, which was number one pick contention. We're going to keep moving up our tier list here, and we're going to go into teams that we think are young but intriguing. We're going to start off talking about the Atlanta Falcons. Sackley. What's fun about this team?
2: I mean, the run game. I mean, just Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, two just bruising, electric, athletic running backs. And then you got, you know, Kyle Pitts when you can get him the ball. Drake London is just finding that quarterback
1: that can just throw him the ball when yep. they need to. That's really it's like all they're missing. That's what it comes down to, honestly, for this team. Because, I mean, Taylor Hennessy, is I likes to call him, you know, he. He performed well, but I mean, you get a guy like, you know, Kirk Cousins in there or something like that who, like, will actually, like, knows how to play the game, you know, for X amount of years and actually can throw you the ball and be smart and strategic about it. It makes that team, obviously, uh, very intriguing um, and still young, but it gives them a chance to, like,
0: actually compete, you know? Mm mm-hmm. um, Do you think this is a move? And I know it wasn't a force move. Desmond Ritter comes out of this game with an injury. But do you think they should have been playing a guy like Tyler, Taylor Haneke all season?
2: Yeah, I, I would have yanked him the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. The week before, he threw three interceptions, and he had three lost fumbles against the Buccaneers. They smacked the Buccaneers. They should have won that game by, like, 20 points. But they fumbled, he fumbled it, like, in the red zone, like, three times. Like, he fumbled it because he, like, he just gave up. He's like, oh, I scored the touchdown. And then uh, Anton comes out here and just goes, oh, just knocks the ball out. <laughs> and... I would have yanked him a while ago. I mean, he has not played well. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they're so – it's not like he was a first-round pick. He was like a fourth, fifth-round pick. I don't know why they're
0: being so overtly loyal to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of looking at this team, is quarterback the only position you feel like they need to address to become – go from young and intriguing to wild-card contender, playoff contender? That pass
2: more? rush. The pass rush has been bottom of the league the last four years, and this year they're not. Bud Dupree's the best pass rusher. Mm-hmm. He's like 30. Greeted Jared as you said, right before we got on towards ACL. So, it's going to be rough.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, is this a team that you think is a buyer or a seller coming up here on the deadline? I think buyer. I mean, if
2: I'm off Smith, I'm buying because if I don't make playoffs this year, I'm fired. So, same with Terry Robisky. I mean, he's been there a while now. I think they need to, uh, you mm-hmm. know, sneak in. It's not hard to win that division. You got to go. You gotta get nine, ten wins. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot. It's not crazy amount.
0: Who are you eyeing that's available right now?
2: Well, if Kirk Cousins didn't get hurt, <laughs> I would have got Kirk Cousins. But I'm personally, I'm sticking with Taylor Heineke, and then I'm gonna go get like a Chase Young, mm-hmm. Sweat, one of those guys. Because
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. there's no other quarterback you can realistically get. I'm not getting Tannehill because Tannehill's worse than both those guys. <laughs> this point.
0: I'd rather run with Desmond Ritter than Ryan yeah. now He's younger at least. I mean,
2: I'll take Alex Johnson over. <laughs> Honestly. um,
0: One other question I had with the Atlanta Falcons. These past couple of weeks we've seen a decline in B. John Robinson's production. Uh, most notably in the past game. I know a couple of weeks ago he was out of the game sick with no injury designation before yeah. the game or anything like they, that. They,
2: they gave him one one carry with, like, a minute left.
0: Uh-huh. Um, do you think that's any sign to him kind of hitting that rookie wall, or do you think it's just a couple of games, him being sick, he's going to come back and be the focal point of this offense again?
1: I think it's just the sick thing. I don't think it's a rookie wall, honestly. I mean, I feel like um, they're probably going to just solidify him as a running back, not so much as a motion out kind of running back. I mean, even though he, he did really good, because the one game that uh, I remember he did, like, really good with that was against Green Bay. You know, even though they, they lost that game, um, you know it. He was really good out in like the wideout position, just moving out there. He was comfortable. He made people miss. He look he looked really good. But I think right now with you know the whole thing, sickness or not, I feel like they want to really solidify him as that you know downhill shifty running back because that's just what he's like really good at. But I mean, I can see them occasionally being like, "All right, like go out," but not really like tossing him the ball just to keep him healthy and stuff like that. But you know, this this kid's got a lot of potential, and you pair him with a real like a quarterback like, unfortunately, you know, not Kirk Cousins anymore, but someone of that nature and stature. I feel like you have like a really nice combo in the backfield with mm-hmm. that.
0: Um, so far this season, we've also seen Ty Algier get about 50-50 carries with Bijan Robinson a lot of these games. Um, do you think that's something that continues going moving forward in the next couple of seasons, or is Algier a guy that you think is going to get phased out of this offense eventually?
2: I think he'll get phased a little bit. It'll be like 60-40, but I don't, they're both young and good. I'd rather just have both. They should have a great duel for like five, six years like the Saints basically did. Mm-hmm. That's why I'd rather instead of just running Bijan into the dirt, mm-hmm. then discarding him when he hits 25. Yeah. I'd rather just have both. And you can kind of just, if you're going to discard one, then be, uh, Algier because he was like a fourth fifth front pick. Mm-hmm. Have him take, like, the hard carries, which he's doing, and have Bichon do the fun
0: outside stuff and
2: catches, like they do with Kamara.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, As this team moves forward, you had mentioned that Arthur Smith is kind of on the hot seat for the rest of the season. Do you think if they bring in a new head coach, their offensive identity changes, and that change in the backfield happens sooner than we expect, or do you think this is a team that no matter who's head coach, that's who they're going to be?
2: I think they'll definitely, if they did get a different coach, they definitely would probably have a different scheme because this scheme is, it's like three-headed running back, tight end, um, throw it to your second tight end instead of your first tight end. We're in
0: the 1940s. Like, it's
2: like, it's a step away from being in the 40s. <laughs> so, yeah, I think he'd, they'd still both be on the roster, but Algier would get phased out. hmm He'd be your goal line, short yardage, fourth quarter minute offense type running back. Mm-hmm. Bijan's your stud.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen with Bijan John Robinson's loss of production, Drake London step up a little bit more too these past couple weeks what is the ceiling of a guy like Drake London to you guys? He could be like a elite
2: receiver, he just needs a scheme and quarterback that can get him the ball
0: mm-hmm.
2: he's big, he's strong he's fast, he can. He has hands, he can make contested catches, they just don't give him the ball mm. She's on my fantasy team so I'm not appreciating that.
0: Me too <laughs> I have him and Bijan, so a couple yeah. of these weeks have been tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on to one of our other young but intriguing teams that also have a solid running back duo. We're looking at the Indianapolis Colts. Um, with Anthony Richardson being out for the rest of the season and Gardner Minshew heading this team, there's been games where they've been extremely competitive. We look at the Browns game last week, and then we look at this game this week. Do you think this team has potential to be a playoff team this year or is it rebuild do you think you know Anthony Richardson brings his team back next year what what is the move for this Colts team? it's kind of
2: them it's just like whatever happens happens you know we weren't going to be a playoff team this year anyway now we don't have Richardson so it's just like you know if Gardner Mitchell goes out and gets 40 points a game great if he <laughs> looks terrible great it's kind of just like oh well, you'd rather we win some games just you know the culture and you know so we don't have to fire our coach but I say they won six, seven games.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, One of the other big weaknesses with this team has kind of been the defense, especially this past week against a New Orleans Saints offense that hasn't been able to get anything going all season against anybody else. Um, Are there any pieces on this defense that you think are worth keeping or are there guys that you think are moving out during the trade deadline? (laughs) I'd keep
2: DeForest Buckner and Shaquille Leonard. God, RJ is so ugly. (laughs) But yeah. Other than that, I mean, there really is anyone that they'd want. There's Julian Blackman, but I think they're going to keep him. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know who else (laughs) they have on the D-line, but...
0: We, we have buddies. <laughs> yeah, we got some friends at the window. Flashing us <laughs> outside oh, the Max. right now. <laughs> Maxie. <laughs> a little bit of a distraction. Yeah, sorry, that was, that was really distracting. <laughs> um, you know, kind of what you were saying, talking about the Colts defense. Um, do you think this is, like I was kind of asking before, uh, with some of these other teams, do you think this is a team that starts buying at this deadline to kind of prepare for the future? Or is it a team that kind of stays still, they're team staying that sells?
2: Still. They're not going to sell. They're not going to buy. They don't have had anyone to really sell, and they don't really want to buy. Mm-hmm. They want to build in the draft and get some guys in the free agency next year. That's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. They have cap space.
0: Who who would you see as potential targets going into that draft and free agency period in the offseason? They
2: want a receiver. They need a receiver. I'd go get you know Marvin Harrison or a Rome Azuzi from
1: Washington.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's a dog.
1: Yeah, he's a beast. Jesus. He's really good. Him and Michael Penix are just like, that's such oh. a nice deal. I, I, I love
2: me some Michael Penix He's great. <laughs> Michael Penix is awesome. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't see them doing really anything of note. They're just kind of in no man's land, really. Mm-hmm. But they have some, you know, Josh Downs is fun. Um, Michael Pittman's fun. No one crazy.
0: Your boy Alec Pierce?
2: yeah he dogged my team in high school it was It was rough. They had him at like d n too so he was like in our our right tack. I love him. I saw him today. He was a great guy, but he just couldn't compete with him. It was rough <laughs> That was actually like the game of my life as well. Like I played a great game and we got smacked there there was a I was like sixteen, so there was a few Pepsis being drinking when I got home.
0: <laughs> he was putting away a case of Pepsi. Yeah. So put away the thing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the the other two teams we have in the young but intriguing category are also from the AFC South. Let's start with talking about the Tennessee Titans. Will Levis first game. NFL. Hello, Mister Levis. <laughs> um, were you guys expecting that? Nope. <laughs> I did not expect that, and that was I, I saw. I was like, whoa. I. With Levis
2: playing like that, I see what Rabel has conjured up in his mind, okay? We got Hop, who's still, you know, kind of in his prime. You know, the passing game takes some pressure off Derrick Henry, kind of like how Tannehill did a couple years ago when they had a good pass game with A.J. Brown and guys like that. And Jenu Smith. I think, you know, he actually averaged more than four yards a carry mm-hmm. this game. It was fantastic. 22 for 101. It was beautiful. I think you got DeHop, you know, 134 yards, three touchdowns. Fantastic. Defense is still good, still
0: solid. I see what Rabel's been thinking about this whole time. Mhm. Um, Josh, wh- where do you see this team when they're at their best? What What is their ceiling? But realistically, where do you see them as well?
1: I mean, at their best, there's okay. I'll put it this way: if they could play how they played on Sunday, like that, for the rest of the season. And, you know, not really have to worry about anything. Their ceiling is very high. 10 and 7. Yeah. Like, they 15. have a very, very high ceiling. They're a wild card that could
2: upset someone in the first round. Yeah. But I in all s- likelihood, probably 7 and 10. Mm-hmm.
1: 8 and 9. You know, if if this was like a one and done type of thing, that's unfortunate. You know, because as much as a, a hater I am on Will Levis, he played a good game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He He's got a cannon. The dude could throw the ball. And getting having a receiver like D Hop, who his hands are enormous in in general already, and the guy is shifty still, and like, like I said, he's still in his prime for the most part. Having a guy like that, why not throw bombs all day, you know? And I mean, even on the little shallow slant rounds that he caught a touchdown on, you know, it's it's good to have a receiver like that, you know, because you know he'll he'll be open. Um, but you know, like I said, I, I've realistically the ceiling isn't that much higher than where they're at right now i feel like it's going to be an on and off type of thing because it's either the offense steps up or the defense steps up in this case it was both right they had they played a good game all around but from here on out it's kind of like they're telling themselves all right it has to be like this every week but then only one's going to do the job and the other one's not going to do their job and i feel like that's just how it's going to go but they're going to see what they need to correct what they need to add subtract whatever but I mean, for the most part, their ceiling is a little bit higher now because of that impressive game, I guess. But it's nothing crazy, you know. But if they keep playing like this, how they played Sunday, that you're looking at a ten and seventeen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, they really
2: didn't get Traylon Burks involved either. Imagine you get him going. I mean, they ran the ball efficiently. I mean, Love is obviously great game, but that defense. I mean, they had, they had what, six sacks this game. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons looked like Jeffrey Simmons. Harold Landry, they, Jack Gibbons. They still have Danico Autry. They, Terrell Edmonds made an impact in his first game. Uh, they'll eventually get their their uh, rookie corner from a couple years ago back. I uh, hope he's doing okay. Mm-hmm. His uh, parents, you know, they died in that uh, house fire. R.I.P. But this team has, you know, decent amount of potential. Mm-hmm. Just I don't know if they'll be able to get that out of. Oh, sorry, he did return. He had eight tackles, dog, and Christian Fulton. Good job, buddy. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not going to put Malik Willis back in the game anytime soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, not after that. Performance.
2: And um,
0: yeah, um, do you, do you see any future for a guy like Malik Willis in this league anymore? As a backup, he he went to the wrong spot. He's going to be like a guy that's like.
2: Similar to like a Dwayne you know how Dwayne Haskins was on the Steelers and he was kinda you know figuring it out, kind of rehabbing mm-hmm. his game. Kind of
0: like that. Mm-hmm. Just you know. He needs to be in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah. Um my one last question about this team. DeAndre Hopkins, you mentioned it before, had a fantastic game, four receptions, 128 yards, three touchdowns. Um, where where is dhop in your list of wide receivers in the NFL right now. Is he still a top 15 guy? I got to give it to him, yeah.
2: Because it has been his fault this year. He's getting open. Yeah. He had just Tannehill and that O-line. It's just, it's not his fault. That's what's hard about receivers sometimes. He can run great routes and be fantastic, but if you don't get the ball, it's like, well, why isn't he producing? Mm-hmm. I mean, he looked fantastic. I mean, he's got 500 yards so far this year. He's averaging 16 yards a catch. I mean,
0: he's still, still a good player. What do you think he earns in the off season?
2: No one's gonna give him a long term deal. I think he'll get like a one or two year deal, either with the he'll re up with the t- Titans or he'll go somewhere else.
0: I mean, in my mind, I, he goes somewhere else. I think the Titans were kind of a team. He's that he, regretting it up until this game. I, I don't. I don't even think he's really regretting it. I. I mean, maybe I wouldn't a say little regret. Bit. In that but London yeah. game, he looked yeah, like he, he looked wanted like to he get re- yeah, out, out of here. Also, his, his point, like. I think his whole goal going to the Tennessee Titans was to say, look, I can go to any team I want and still, be, still ball out. And I think he knew what he was doing. I think he didn't think the Titans were going to be that good. Like He was thinking they're a mid-team that I can make a playoff team and people will say, oh, wow, D-Hop's back. D-Hop is still here. Yeah. Um, Do you think it's solely because of his age that teams won't give him a long-term contract? That, what other factors go that? That and him? if he misses the games this year because he's – Prior to this
2: year, he played nine games in 2022 and 10 in 2021. Mm-hmm. So he's been kind of injury prone. Before that, he was an Man, but yeah. the last two years, he's been pretty injury I prone. I wouldn't
1: say age so much. I would say the injury prone stuff because you want to, if no matter a two, one or two or even three year deal, you're paying someone a lot of money to come out there and perform night in and night out. So that, I, like the injury prone, I would lean on a little bit more because like I said, you're paying him X amount of money to come and help your team win games, you know? So I think that, yeah, I agree with exactly. Max is like you're looking at a one to two, maybe three max your deal, but nothing outrageous where you're seeing guys get like, you know, five, fours, you know, six even, you know? Mm-hmm. You're not, we're not going to see that out of him.
0: Yeah. Um, let's move on to our last team in the young, but intriguing category. We have the Houston Texans. A lot of really big surprises from this team so far this season. What has been your biggest surprise for them? I mean, C.J. Stroud just coming
2: out the gates, just carrying his team. Uh, I mean, no, I didn't think that was going to happen, but he's proved he's the guy in year one. I mean, they're ahead of schedule. They already have three wins this year. They should have won this week. It would have been four and three, would have been balling, but they've already exceeded expectations. Uh, I'm happy with how their defense has played. D'Amico Ryan's is carrying over some success from San Francisco. I like Nico Collins having a year three breakout. I really like that. Uh, Tank Dell. Uh, I'd like to see more of the O-line and running backs room, but Dell will come. They'll get some new guys in the offseason, some improved talent. They'll get some guys back from injury. Uh, maybe we'll get another back. But I'm happy with where this team's at.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, where did you expect this team to be at this point? You said you were surprised that they already have three wins. What was your expectations going into the season for this I team? was
2: thinking four to five wins. But they look like they could go eight and nines at times nine and eight. I mean, they smacked the Jaguars for what it's worth. Jaguars are, you know, they're the cream of the crop now. Mm-hmm. They've looked very good at times. That would be amazing for them. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I had them being a little better than everyone else because, like, everyone thought it was, oh, two and 15, three and i I'm like, no, nah, they have too much talent. Too many years of high picks to be that bad. But, you know. This team could do some damage this year. Sure, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but they'll be competitive. No one will want to play this team come December.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we we talked about him a little bit uh, last week when we were talking about uh, disappointing players. But one guy I want to ask you guys about: What is the ceiling of Damian Pierce? He was a guy that had a lot of hype going into the last season, his rookie year. He played well at the beginning of his rookie year, slowed down a little bit, and then this season he kind of looks like he's hit a wall. Is that scheme? Is that him? What what's the deal with Damian Pierce?
1: I mean, it it could just be him, you know. I feel like they're kind of he could be realizing that they're all in on the Stroud thing and the like a good they want to go down with like a good rebuild and give him the weapons. So he'd probably he's like hitting a wall and getting, you know, getting into his own head. You know, I mean, it could be a multitude of things, but I think right now, you know, he he's just in his own head. It's kind of like you know, like he's just not as confident, you know, because when he was. Correct me if I'm wrong, but when he played with Davis Mills, it just seemed like he was just balling every time he was on that field, you know. And it just, it just seemed like he was just like loose, you know. It just seems like he's just so like, not frantic, but he's just, he's not all there, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, when when I'm watching him play, and he's another guy on my fantasy team, which I'm not happy
2: about. (laughs) Hey, you're having a rough. (laughs) You're having a rough one, man.
0: But kind of to what you're saying, last year he had that that team had no expectations. Yeah, you know they were looking to be bad. If we're being completely honest, they were looking to go out and get CJ Stroud. That's I think why that was... they that's why they hired Lovey. Exactly, um, and I think because of that, when you have no expectations, you can go out there and play loose. You can go out there and just ball out. You can have your Will Levis performance. Yeah. That,
2: this year they're miss they're missing like three four starters on the old line. hmm
0: And that that doesn't help at all when you're a young running back looking to find your place on a team that has a lot of talent. When the only people that are there to help you out aren't there, you know it gets tough. Um, I think you know a lot of the biggest thing is that he's got to find a way to get himself into the pass game a little bit more. Yeah, he does. He's got to become a better receiver. Um, for a team like this who it looks like. They found their big three in the pass game. They have a quarterback. they have CJ Stroud, and then they have Nico Collins and Tank Dell, who I think they have a lot of faith in going forward in in this rebuild that they're going through. Um, I think Damien Pierce has to find his slot on that team, and I think his slot is gonna be as a receiving back. Um, and you know he's not built like a receiving back, which kind of makes that a little tough, but he'll get the job done if he's a hard worker, which I think he is if he has the right mentality. And I think he's just got to learn that this season, I think this season is a big learning moment for him, and I'm happy it's happening in the second season of his career. So there's guys who don't figure this out until the fourth year of their career and they can't change their course. He has time to change the type of player that he is to become a more modern running back. And I think that could exponentially help him grow as a player and help this team grow in the future. So we'll see what happens with that. Let's move on to our next Uh, tier on this, and that's mediocre at best. This is a tier that I don't think we have to spend too much time on, because a lot of these teams are mediocre at best. There's a couple teams I do want to talk about. (laughs) Let's start with the Denver Broncos. They started out looking like one of the worst teams in the league. Last season, they were by far one of the most mediocre teams, and they were the definition of mediocre again. And now they're looking like they're getting a little better from worst team in the league, but they're still sitting in that mediocre. What, What does this Broncos team need to do deadline off season. What what needs to change in Denver?
2: This is a weird team. This is a very weird team. I mean, they they missed three field goals week one. They blow a 25-point lead week two. They allow 70 the next week, and then they've won, like, three out of their last, what, five? They beat the Chiefs yesterday. I don't Why? even know. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what this team is. I really don't know like i i like maybe this is like the one team the nfl said okay you're going to be our 100% scripted team at this <laughs> point like you're our little like devil child <laughs> i really don't know i don't know what this team is i think they should just stay pat and just see what happens mm-hmm. like, i really don't know what this team is at this point yeah. i cannot
1: tell and for those who don't know they beat the chiefs 24 to 9 what like <laughs> Excuse me? The Chiefs
2: won 16 in a row against them. And they just I mean, really, they should have won the Thursday night game. Their offense just didn't show up. They only allowed, like, what, 16 or 19 points then? hmm So, and they suddenly have found this new run game. They need to keep running it. They keep – Russell needs to keep being efficient like the way he's been this year, not turning it over. Uh, the defense just needs to get back to what they did last year, which they have the last two, three games.
0: hmm
2: I just – I don't know what this team is. Yeah. It's really, it's really hard to say I'm because if, cause
1: you had, I think right now they're kind of figuring out the identity, identity <clears throat> of Russell Wilson. Because in the first half of the season, he was, I love Jesus, praying and doing full workouts on the team playing, right? And then Sean Payne said, cut that out. What are we doing? We're playing football, that right? Stop being weird. Yeah, exactly. You know, stop going into the middle of the field. Nerd on our own bronco and spinning in circles with with your arms wide open you know i feel like they're basically telling russell wilson like you need to go back to that dark place and really like lock in you know and i feel like it's helping because the last two games i've seen russell played the dude's running more he's putting his shoulder down he's throwing the ball like crazy you know i i'm i feel like i'm watching russell wilson when he was with seahawks he was just playing ball mm-hmm. like it wasn't it wasn't so much oh, what do I do? Help me, you know? Like, I think right now they just need to shove him back into that dark place and just let him play some football, man.
0: Mm-hmm. I, think, I think the biggest thing is that this Broncos O-line had to get so bad that it forced Russell Wilson to play like he did in Seattle. <laughs> That's basically what happened. Before that, he hadn't, like, really gotten out of the pocket with Denver. And this game... He had eight rushes. He didn't have that many pass attempts, but when he was out of the pocket, he was making plays. That's where Russell Wilson is the best, when he has to improvise. And for some reason... He forgot that. He forgets that. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden, he's found that again. He looked like
2: a method actor playing quarterback. That's what he looked like last
1: year. Exactly. (laughs) Seven-strip drop. (laughs) Eyes down the field.
0: He was was on the new season of (laughs) All-American. He was counting out loud, one, two, three, four, five. One-one-thousand, two-one-thousand, three-one-thousand. Um... And I think, you know, he only threw the ball 19 times in this game. He was 12 for 19 for 114 and three touchdowns. You give him his Seattle attempts with the way he plays now, Russell Wilson was an MVP caliber quarterback when he was playing like that. If you put an MVP caliber quarterback on this Denver Broncos team, they're playoff locks. I guarantee you.
1: I'm telling you, they just need they need to keep shoving him into that dark place. They can't they cannot let They just him... need to
2: beat him
0: up.
1: Like <laughs> it, like
2: have him look like it's like fight club. They need to just put
0: <laughs> fight, uh, fight they need to up. put us out there at O line and just yes. force him to run for yeah, his life. Yeah, you're gonna have Honestly. this like
2: five nine weird kid that's on a small sports talk radio. Yeah, he's gonna be your center this week. <laughs> Figure it out, Russ. Me and exactly, Russ Sam Darnold were just like, Hey, we're letting you through, just go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, 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 Chris Jones <laughs> I have your
1: autograph, bro. He's like Can we do a jersey swap, can we, please? Can I get a jersey
0: swap? I'm he gonna, says Hike I hand him the ball instead. I'm like,
2: Here you go, my good sir. Take it and run. Um
0: kind of with uh Russell Wilson's low pass attempts in this game, Jerry Judy gets two catches for fifty yards and a touchdown. That's probably hate, his best I game hate of the Jerry season. Judy. What what happens with Why Jerry do you Judy? Judy? I hate Jerry Judy. Why? He's, he stinks.
2: <laughs> That's the one guy I would trade if I were them. I feel like it's not his fault. He's a locker room cancer. He complains. He's immature as all hell. He tried fighting Steve Young. Not Steve Young. Steve, Steve Smith. Smith on Thursday Night Football two weeks ago. He's said a lot of bad things in interviews this year, and he hasn't been productive, and he's always hurt. Mm-hmm. I hate him. <laughs> he's
0: a terrible <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Let's keep it, bro. <laughs> Josh, how, how do you feel about JJ? You seem to have an opposite opinion I say. I f-
1: even okay, look. Josh. I have a yardstick in my <laughs> hand right now. I agree with what he's saying, but I also feel like it. There's a small portion of it that's not his fault. Yeah. Even even though he only had 19 attempts and completed 12 of them, it's not. I'm I'm not saying that that's the reason why he had such a bad game, right? But I feel like if he were given the opportunity. Of like last season where Russell Wilson was all skipping in a f- in the field.
0: That was close. Honestly,
1: um, if he had Russell Wilson now, when he's just like putting his head down and going to work, I don't think we'd see what he's saying with Jared Judy about making comments, this and that, wanting to fight people. But I feel like now we're seeing it is because he's just so fed up and annoyed, right? But I feel like if. You give him time to mesh with this type of Russell Wilson, I feel like then we'll see a more like, uh, what do you call it, at bay Jared Judy being like, I got my guy, I'm going to get open, you know, and not the rambunctious making comments wanting to fight people, you know, in the back behind, you know, Steve Smith, you know, just going crazy. So yeah, I would not want to fight Steve Smith. No this one is scary, would. Dude. Like, Who would want like, to fight him? He's
0: half my size, and I think he like, would still. He's kick like,
2: me. he's <laughs> like 5'7". but like, he's like a nose. T- like he he's a beast. <laughs> like you could bring Steve Smith, you could like conquer a planet. Probably, bro. Like, he's a wild man. <laughs> I would not want to fight him. Like you remember that news with the Baltimore Ravens? It was his first game against the Carolina Panthers. Oh, and he was bro. like, it's going to be a bloodbath. Then <laughs> he proceeded to have one,
1: some of the craziest of the touchdowns best... I've ever seen. Yeah, one of the best performances after being given away. Ice like, up, one... son. <laughs>
0: best, best
2: quote ever. He tells the keep to leave that on that Monday night game because he's like, he's always hurt. He needs to ice up, son. And he just walks away from the port doesn't elaborate. It's beautiful. He's like, it's like that meme. It's just like says wild stuff, walks out, doesn't elaborate. <laughs> He's that.
0: True. Meme. He's literally that meme. I love that meme. <laughs> um, to, in in regards to time, let's keep moving through these teams <laughs> here. Uh, the next team I wanted to talk about was the New York Jets. We had them in our mediocre at best. Josh, this was this was you were adamant about putting them in this category. You said at first you were like they're in the mediocre at best. Why do you feel like they're mediocre at best?
1: Mediocre at best because I mean, look, I I love their head coach. Salem is probably the best head coach I've seen in a while. But he's Doug like, Peterson is fighting with him right there. He's like the Doug beautiful Pe- Doug version Peterson's of my dad. dog, <laughs> And, like, it was funny because my dad made a comment. He's like, I don't know what you're saying about Doug Peterson. I'm like, I- hey, thank you, right? But, you know, mediocre at best because no matter if you have Aaron Rodgers or Zach Wilson, you're getting screwed over with, you know, just timing, right? And it it just, it's not working out. The O-line, mediocre. I mean, come on. Like, we thought Makai Becton losing almost 100-something and pounds was going to really benefit him, but he doesn't look good at all. At this point,
2: he's the only guy out there because
1: they got, like, a third-string guard.
0: They have a fourth-string center now.
2: Fourth-string center. I mean, they basically have Don Brown out there. (laughs) I mean. Respectfully. Respectfully, Don. I love you, Don. I love you. I know you're listening. I love you so much. I love you. I love Ireland. Oh my God, bro, you're trying to ruin relationships. Yeah. But they basically have, then they, I don't even think they have Dwayne Brown out there anymore. He's like 45.
0: I don't know why they had him out there in the first I, Like, place. I don't know why
2: they just didn't, like, why did they draft, like, a seventh defensive end in the first round? They could have got, like, even, i take, like, Antonio Harrison over whoever they have now. But, I mean, Josh, not Josh, Zach. Zach Wilson, sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. I I was thinking about the other Josh Allen and then that, and then I was thinking defense, sorry. And we were talking about edge rushers. Zach Zach Wilson, he's played pretty well. It's just you can't have Zach Wilson and then not have any type of run game. Yeah. Like, he led them in rushing. Like, they played in the the rain yesterday, no run game.
0: It's like, what did you expect out of that offense? Brees Hall might be, like, the worst actual, like, just talking running back, bro is one of the best receivers in the league. If they just put him yes. out wide, oh but yeah, he is not a good. running <laughs> back.
1: <laughs> and it it just goes to show you that even though they got Dalvin Cook, they're not using him. And he's washed. He's washed. Yeah, like it's.
2: It should keep Bam Bam Knight. Mm-hmm. a Knight. Mm-hmm. He's he's on lines on. He's gonna play for them at some point. He's gonna smack the Bears around. Him. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, like the thing with Dalvin Cook is that the other thing I saw is that they're they're shopping him. Why would anybody trade for Dalvin Cook? Yeah, I,
1: I, when I saw that, I was like, "What's the What was the point of even signing him? If you're gonna shop him, like well, that, that one made no sense." Well, to me. the
0: point of signing him was that you had Aaron Rodgers at one point, and Aaron Rodgers makes anybody look good. Yeah, he's but gonna I, open up that offense. I would
2: so I would him. be a dominant tight end with Aaron Rodgers. Exactly, <laughs> but I, I
1: think he, I think even if Rodgers was there, I think he would have made Brees Hall look way better Pro- than Dalvin Cook.
0: And I think, well, maybe not probably. I think. Dalvin Cook is a better dual threat running back than people give him credit for. And I think Aaron Rodgers would have taken advantage of that and highlighted that a little more. And I think Dalvin Cook is probably, just based off what I've seen in his career, a better pure runner than Brees Hall is. Not this you know, this season, it's a toss-up because both of them can't, aren't running backs. Yeah. But in, in the past, I've seen Dalvin Cook make plays out of the backfield that a lot of guys couldn't make. And I think if you have a guy like Aaron Rodgers, that's a great talent to have on the roster. When you have nobody else there, Dalvin Cook is useless. You know, so. Really, the Jets got very lucky with this last game.
1: Exactly.
2: On that spike to kick the field goal. Oh,
1: my God.
2: I I, I never knew the center could spot the ball for the team. I never knew that. But. (laughs) Dude. They got, like, if I were the Giants, I would legitimately protest this game.
0: The Giants might have the most disgusting offense <laughs> and during that game. Like that might have been the single worst offensive performance I've ever seen, and they almost Did won this football Did you see what game. happened to Tyrod Taylor? Yes. What it guy hit in the ribs, now he's in the hospital. It's a rib situation again, man. That guy can I feel so bad for Tyrod Taylor. I want to
2: give him a hug. <laughs>
0: Me too. <laughs> but again, like this Jets team. There's no shot they should have won this game. No, they almost point. lost to the single worst offensive performance I have ever seen from an NFL game. They had
2: game. minus nine passing yards.
0: Saquon Barkley had a lot of rushing yards, but that's because he ran the ball fifty eight well, billion they, they times. They ran it fifty
2: two times. I think
0: he had like a three average carry. Yeah, yard for it was carry. it was
2: rough. So, it's I don't I don't know why they did that with Tommy DeVito. Like he was a good quarterback in college last year. He did well in the preseason. I don't know why they said we're not going to throw it no matter what. Like I really don't know why they did that. Again, like the overtime they just threw three straight like behind the line of scrimmage check downs to Saquon. I was like, okay, your purpose is this?
0: Is this the Chicago Bears?
2: Like this is like they purposely like were like, okay, we're just gonna take the tie or the
0: loss. Mm-hmm. I think they they so, for some reason trusted their defense to score more than they did their offense. But like exactly like what, to your point, they literally threw two. Well, they had other routes going, but Tommy DeVito for I think no, no, it, it was designed. It was. Brian Dable told like, him to just throw he it. He just
2: said, he just turned and threw it like yeah. it wasn't even anything. It was just whoo, catch, bang, one step throw.
0: And then I thought they're gonna run a real play <laughs> in that third play, and they just ran a screen pass yeah. that didn't work. Open the door, bro. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh
1: my we God, we didn't even have
0: a food battle tonight. So yeah, I know that's what I'm confused I'm
1: about.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I, I, like it's just like if he if he you lose either way. If he goes down, and throws a pick. Fine, at least he went down trying. You do that, it's like. You didn't even try. You just gave it to him. You literally handed it to him.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But good for Zach Wilson. I love this redemption arc that he's been on.
0: Me too. You I know, like it. Donna Kelsey awakened him, man. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, Some of the other teams that we had in the mediocre at best category that I don't really want to talk about that much because we know that they're mediocre. At best don't time. talk about the Raiders. I'm watching That's them right what now. Was, it's, the Raiders... The Rams and the Packers are all on this list. God. There are two teams that we do have yeah. on this category that I do want to talk about. We can talk about them a little bit together. Um, which team do you think has a higher upside as we've gone into the halfway point of the season, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Minnesota Vikings? Uh, it was – if Kirk Cousins didn't get hurt, I thought he would have won. They would have won the division. Oh, my God.
1: Because
2: <laughs> the, the Brian Flores defense is also in the top five defense. Where they played the last two games, <laughs> yes. but um, like, and then Chris Kirk Cousins was playing the best ball of his career. And then Cam Akers was starting to get going in the run game. They got Alexander Madison, <laughs> so good. But I mean, that's over with. So I mean, let's hope Jaron Hall is just good. I mean, I did kind of like him. I thought he should (laughs) shut up, Josh. I thought he should have gotten drafted higher than what he was. He was good at BYU. He replaced Neil Zach. Well, he was pretty solid.
1: You know, his whole family played at BYU. Who? Uh, Jaron Hall. Yeah. Good for them. His dad was a running back. His two brothers were running backs over there. His mom was a gymnast. I was surprised. I was like, man, look at that. Those Mormons are just athletic. (laughs) But uh. They get no action. But yeah. (laughs) What? Go ahead, go ahead,
2: go ahead. Tampa, I mean, they were cruising at three and one, not a three and four. I mean, but they can still win that division. Just get back to running a little better. Baker whipping it around, they can win that division.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, as we get to the trade deadline, it's kind of been the focus of the show. Uh, one of the names that has been thrown around a little bit, uh, without any real traction, was Mike Evans. Um, do you think he's going anywhere? I wouldn't trade him for them. He's their best. What is that?
2: <laughs> He's their best uh, player on offense, so mm-hmm. I would just keep him.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, do you think Baker Mayfield is the next question? Do you think Baker Mayfield can continue to be the starter for this team? He's had his ups and downs. If they end
2: up being a playoff team, I'm not taking Quinn and yours or uh, Bo Nix over Baker Mayfield, really. So it all depends on how the season goes. If they miss the playoffs, they go 7-10, and 10, then, yeah, go get a you get Quinn Ewers or pray Michael Penix Jr. falls to you. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know. I'd still keep him as a starter. Uh, I just feel like it's just like bad timing with injuries. I think this whole season, honestly, is just honestly bad timing with a lot of people. Um, and I think for him, it's just like super bad timing, you know. And I, I've, I just, need... wow, stutter. that was crazy. Um, I don't know. I just think he just hasn't had an, enough time, really. You know, it's the first season and. Because, what, he just came off with the Rams and then now Tampa and stuff like that. So, I just feel like him and, you know, his best wide receiver just need to really click. But also, he needs to, like, step up and, like, use his big boy voice and really, like, get loud and get angry and stuff. You know, I just feel like we need to see that from him.
0: For sure. Um, Let's keep it moving here. We got about 15 minutes left in the show here. Let's move on to our next category, potential wild cards. We have five teams in this category. We got the Cleveland Browns, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the San Diego Chargers. They are the San Diego Chargers. Yes. I'm relegating them back to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> um, the New Orleans Saints and the Washington Commanders. Out of these five teams, which ones do you like the best? Um Chargers are the most talented.
1: They are the most talented. I mean, yes, they beat the Bears, but like starting off the season two and four, I mean, it's shaky and your starting quarterback has a fractured left middle finger.
2: Yeah, he's just like this. <laughs>
1: they they had to they said they had to cut a 4x glove open just to fit the thing around his hand. I I understand you don't want to risk sitting him and letting him heal and take the losses during that, but you never know what's going to happen. You have you have a top-tier defensive line. I don't know why you wouldn't trust in your defense to do the work. And I mean, You did lose one of your best receivers, but Keenan is stepping up. Josh Palmer, that was scary last night. They almost lost him. I was surprised they didn't. I thought he tore his MCL. Signs of life from Quentin Johnston. Yeah, Quentin Johnston stepping up to the plate. I mean, why not? Like, just let him sit. Because, what, Max Duggan's the backup, right? Uh,
0: Easton Stick. Yeah, that's who it was. Oh, my bad. Duggan's
1: on the
2: practice squad. Oh. I think he should be the backup backup. over Easton Stick. You yeah. should,
1: should be is still, See, I thought, I, I I thought he was already the backup for that. I didn't know he was just practice squad. But um, I think you bring Max Duggan up, let him... Because him and Johnston have that connection already, you know? So, I mean, why not? And just let uh, your guy heal and then throw him back in there when he's full and ready, and then you just start winning, you know? Mm-hmm. But I do... I also like the Browns. I like the Browns a lot. I mean, Deshaun Watson's up and down, but, I mean, that defense is like... Such, such a killer shame for they them. Just
2: have PJ Walker, I mean, he's terrible.
0: <laughs> he's really bad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's bad. Like he like literally looks like like a method like it's like a m- movie about like a semi pro team and he's their
0: quarterback. I I don't understand why they don't just just put DTR out there. Because they,
2: they did against the Ravens
0: and it looked bad. I know, but it was the Ravens. You're playing one of the best defenses in the league. I mean, why do he, you continue? DJ th-
2: Walker literally handed the game to the Seahawks with that pick lately. Exactly. One. Like I don't know why. Like, it was third and three. Why didn't they just run the ball with Cream Hunt? What? Just bring in an extra lineman, and just rely on Wyatt Teller and Dewan Jones, two dogs on your right side, and just go get three yards. Mm-hmm. Like Stefansky, that's relegation. Yeah. Stefansky's relegated well for that. <laughs> See, he almost did that against the Colts. It was first and goal with like forty seconds left and a timeout. He threw st- three straight incompletions. Two of them were almost picked off. Mm-hmm. And then on
0: fourth and goal, they just said, "Okay, we're gonna give it to Cream and then easy touchdown." See, that's that's the other thing is you had a set game plan with Nick Chubb going into the season. You still have a good running back that you know. You know Cream Hunt is going to be all the running pick backs
2: are good. Pierre Strong's decent. Jerome Ford's pretty good. Jerome Ford looks like Nick Chubb at times.
0: Why would you throw away your entire offensive game plan? because you don't have that player anymore. It doesn't make any sense, especially when you don't have guys who can throw the ball. You have a talented receiving core. They have talent out there, but you don't have a guy who can throw them the ball. Deshaun Watson, at his best, looks awful, if I'm being completely honest. With, Other best.
2: than the Titans game, he's looked bad, yeah.
0: It's it's atrocious. P.J. Walker is not a starting quarterback. He's barely a backup quarterback, if I'm being barely. completely honest. I
2: mean, he's like the best Bears quarterback this year. <laughs>
0: Which is really sad. <laughs> um. But like again, I just don't understand why you why you get rid of what you were doing. Um, one one thing I do want to say about these five teams, and they all have something in common, is that they have some of the best defenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Which of these teams do you think takes a next step step offensively for the second half of the season to outplay the others to kind of take over that top spot in this category? Chargers,
2: because they've been hurt. You get everybody back. You'll be all right. Eckler looked great. You have Keenan. When Johnson's starting to get going. You got Palmer still. They get Lindsley back at some point. Mm-hmm. They'll be fine.
0: How many of these teams do you think get into the playoffs solely on their defense?
2: The only one that's like that is the Browns. Mm-hmm. Their defense is that dominant
1: where they could do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But I also think for the offense, maybe the Saints. Because if, I mean, if they can like play how they played, I think we can see them like taking that spot but the Browns' defense right now is just looking really nice.
0: I think my biggest thing with all these teams is that they all have potential on their offense, every single one of them. there, There's some kind of spark on each of these teams that if it gets ignited right, they are playoff contenders, not just playoff participants, but playoff contenders. I, I think all five of these teams have a chance. If they can be at their best offensively, they can make a run. But... There's only a few of these teams that I think do have that opportunity. I think you guys are completely – I think those two teams are probably the teams I would pick, the Chargers and the Saints. Um, the only other team, you know, if the Browns can somehow figure it out, if Deshaun Watson can play at his best, if they can just go back to what they were doing that worked for them, I think they have a shot to make it out of there too. Um, let's move on to our next category, which is the playoff teams, the teams that are so fortified as playoff teams, possible contenders. We have the Detroit Lions, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Buffalo Bills, the Seattle Seahawks, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of these teams have had moments recently where they haven't looked like the same team that they should be. Which of these teams are you worried most about?
1: 49ers at this point. I mean, also, I would say the Bills. I mean, they're they're so on and off, it's not even funny. It's just like sometimes they just don't want to play football. And the 49ers, too. I feel like it's the same way. Like, they just they want to win one day, and then they don't want to win. Um, but, I mean, yeah, those two teams really stand out. But also, me being a Dak Prescott hater, uh, yeah, I hope the Cowboys lose. <laughs> um, what,
0: what, what is the issue with the 49ers these past couple of games?
2: They haven't been able to stop the run. They have a couple injuries with Debo and Trent Williams being out. They haven't been able to run the ball as efficiently. Mm-hmm. Which that means more on Brock Purdy, and Brock Purdy can't really handle that at this point.
1: I think they should have definitely let him sit out. I, I don't, they don't, we don't know how bad the concussion was, or like what symptoms were or whatever, but I think they should have let him rest and let Sam to play that game. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I think it would have been more of a fighting chance against the Bengals.
0: Yeah, he wasn't 100%. Yeah. You could tell. You could,
1: yeah, you could definitely tell it, it was not good.
0: hmm um, looking at some of these other teams, kind of on the opposite side of the spectrum, what team do you think has the best chance to win the Super Bowl out of this group?
1: Jaguars. Yeah, Wait, I really like the Jaguars. The, I'm telling you, Doug Peterson, the, the Doug Peterson effect is the best thing ever to do for for football, I swear to God. Because he did it He did it with the Eagles, you know, and he did it with Nick Foles, a backup quarterback to Carson Wentz. Car, mind you, Carson Wentz who was like the best thing we had seen like that year before getting hurt, right? But now you have Trevor Lawrence, who has almost not the same issue as Carson Wentz, but he's wearing a brace and stuff, and you gotta be worried about that. But you have Travis Etienne, so there's a connection automatic right there. And then you have Calvin Ridley, who was suspended all last season, and now he's back, and you're getting him into the mix of things. That team is so fun to watch, I swear. And then their defense is just really, really good. I mean, I I don't know these teams. It's very tough for these teams to compete with them. The two keys for those team for the
2: Jaguars are the two number one overall picks. Terrell Walker plays, like, number one overall pick. Like, he does at times. Like, he doesn't flashes. Just compare that with Josh Allen. That makes that defense very good. Trevor Lawrence, I still would like to see more from him. He threw that terrible red zone interception. They really should have beat the Steelers by, like, 20. But when he's on, he is fantastic. He is, like, you know, the next coming, the next guy up.
1: If he can just always play like that, like I did against the Bills, fantastic. Those games in London were insane, too. Trevor Lawrence outperformed everyone in London. It was crazy. They just continue to do that. They'll be there's no reason why they can't go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Especially if the Chiefs are still not going to have their passing game in touch, you know, running game's still not 100% there. Yeah, why not?
0: Mm -hmm. I think the the only thing that makes going to the Super Bowl tough for the Jacksonville Jaguars is is the fact that three of our Super Bowl contending teams are in the AFC as well. We have the Miami Dolphins, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Baltimore Ravens out of the AFC, and then we have the Philadelphia Eagles as Super Bowl contenders. Mm-hmm. Who's winning the Super Bowl Do you guys have those four?
1: Out of the four, I'd probably put it in Miami. Like, Miami looks like they're just having fun at this point. They're not even, like, really worried about, like, who's in front of them. And, I mean, they got a big matchup coming up next week because they're playing Kansas in Germany. So, I mean, it's another overseas Whoa. battle. These Europeans are in for a treat. They're, no, that's going to be a sh- – <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's going to be a fun game to watch. But it's not going to be fun if Kansas is just going to be the same way as this past Sunday. Um, but it'll be fun for Miami because then they'll know who, like, the real dog is in the NFL. And I, I think they'll, like, solidify, you know, that they're, they're a Super Bowl contender. And it's going to be very tough to get by them.
0: Exactly. what do you think? The Eagles have
2: the best offensive and defensive line out of all four of those teams. That's what comes down the playoffs late, you know, regular season as well. Running the ball and stopping the run and getting after the passer and protecting the passer. Everyone wants to talk about Tyreek Hill's amazing season. Well, has anyone seen what AJ Brown has been doing?
1: Bro's historic.
2: Amazing, fantastic. And uh, then you pair that with Devontae Smith. You got Swift in the backfield this year with Gainwell and Boston Scott and all the Philly guys. Their defense is only going to get better. Now they're really haven't even been playing one of their
1: first-round picks, Nolan Smith. So, I will say the only risky thing is though is that uh, hurts his health. That and uh, Jalen Carter, they're running an MRI on him because he supposedly he hurt his back, and that they're, they're like, super worried. because
2: they, They're so good up front, he can miss a month, and it's okay. No,
1: yeah, he I was just saying, but, season. like, I, I would say I, I, it, that's probably, like, the only thing that's worrying them mm-hmm. right now, but, like, Sega said, he can miss, and yeah. they'll be fine. Yeah,
0: so. long-term, that could be, a, be an issue. I see where you're coming yeah. from. I think if the Baltimore Ravens have a good trade deadline... They might be one of my favorites. Yeah, but
2: it looks like they're not going to do it.
0: Yeah, and that's that's tough. I would love to see him get one of these top running backs that are available.
2: I mean, they Um, got until tomorrow 3 p.m. Central Time. Just, I'd say, screw it. Give him a first rounder
0: to Tennessee. Well, apparently, the report I saw, I just saw earlier uh, was just tweeted out that they're not even looking. They want a second rounder, and teams won't offer them a second rounder. What?
2: Well, the thing about Derrick Henry is you have to change your whole offense to Mm -hmm. fit him because he's I formation under center. Like that. Not a lot of teams run that.
0: Mm. And the the Ravens don't really want to run that with him. They'd rather
1: shotgun sh- spread spread, spread him out. Then do you see the, do you see them that. going for like a Saquon? Then
0: I could see it, but again, I don't. I don't think the Giants are going to want to trade Saquon. Is kind of the issue. Mm-hmm. I like Sackley had mentioned earlier. The team that is most willing to give up their running back would be the Raiders and Josh Jacobs. Yeah. And I mean, I could see Josh Jacobs fitting in that offense better than a Derrick Henry fits in that offense. Mm-hmm. But again, it's still not like a perfect fit. It's not the guy you're looking for in that offense. Um, I think I think Saquon would be exactly the guy they're looking for yeah, in that offense. That, but again, that's, that's, that's going to be the hardest guy to get out of the three of those. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Again, I think just that defense though, and Lamar Jackson when he's playing at the top of his game, man, is he fun to watch. I love Lamar, dude. I think he gets so much slack for no reason from people that you know don't never watch football, played football. Not even never played. They don't watch. Yeah. They look at the box scores and see. Oh,
2: garbage. he only had 200 yards. Come on now.
0: Watch the game, please. See what that man is dealing watch with what on he... a daily basis. Yes.
2: Watch how he just like fixes all your problems.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> like, people talk about the way Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes improvise.
2: The way like,
0: Lamar Jackson.
2: Did. Like if I'm, a Balti- if I'm in Baltimore and I go to my local bar, I see Lamar, you know, having a couple beers. I would not be mad. Like, he deserves those.
0: <laughs> he's like the Popeyes employee sitting out there. Yes. With, he's with had a, a cup and a week. cigarette. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Ravens could be a really fun team to watch. Just they need to they need to make one little change in the trade deadline. I hope they do it. I don't see it happening, but I hope they do it.
1: 3 p.m. tomorrow, huh?
0: We'll see. I mean, again, they're a team that hasn't really attacked it. At the deadline these past couple years when they have been contenders at those points too and this is the healthiest they've been in the past five years so i say go yeah, for the it
2: they may not last much longer
0: exactly go for it dude trade patrick queen for derrick henry and a patrick queen in a second and a third i bet they'd take that i would all right folks that is going to do it for the blue jay boys today if you missed any part of this episode be sure to tune in on spotify right after this you can check out all the parts that you may have missed On Instagram, we'll be posting next week's food battle. Again, it's going to be New Orleans gumbo against some Dallas chili. I think it's going to be a great matchup for the cold weather coming through. Um, And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for joining us. Rock Variety Radio. Excellent. Holy cow. W R S E. In your face. In your face.